Welcome to Mountain State Cardboard, a podcast about sports, sports cards, and life from the Mountain State of West Virginia. If you're looking for guaranteed hot picks and lead pipe lock advice on the next big thing in sports cards, just turn around now. This isn't the show for you. This is a fun conversation about the hobby we all love. Another episode of Mountain State Cardboard is on deck. I'm Tim. This is my podcast about sports, sports cards, and life. Find me on social media, Instagram and Twitter, at WVCardboard. The website is WVCardboard.com. The email address, WVCardboard at gmail.com. It's been a couple of weeks, folks. I haven't been around. Things have been quite busy here at Mountain State Cardboard headquarters in the non-sports card, non-podcast portions of my life, things have picked up. It's you know, I think we're all kind of feeling it, and I don't know where you're, where you currently are, where you're living, where you're located, but I think we're all kind of feeling the same things. We could all tell the same stories of things beginning to open back up a bit, things beginning to get back to something close to what they used to be. Normal-ish is the word that I continue to use in my own life. You know, COVID was. That was an interesting period in all of our lives, and it's still with us. It's not over, and I don't want anybody to think that it's over. I want you all to go out and get vaccinated. I want you all to go out and practice social distancing, continue to wear your masks where they're required, when they're required. Be safe, protect yourself, and protect those around you. But life goes on, and uh, it's getting back to some sense of normalcy here. Uh, Haven't been around, haven't recorded a podcast for a couple of weeks, and, and part of that is because... Uh, in my job, one of the things that uh, that I do every year and that my office does every year is we help to host our state high school basketball championships in the state of West Virginia. So I've been uh, on deck, girls two weeks ago, uh, boys just this past week, and uh, we crowned uh, four champions uh, in the girls' uh, basketball uh, classifications and four champions in the boys' classifications this year. So you know, no state champions last year. It was actually, it's it's interesting. This is kind of a full circle moment for me personally because we were in the middle of hosting our girls' basketball championships when the world shut down due to COVID-19 last year. And this year when the girls' tournament started, it was it was as if we had come full circle and we were able to go back and, and host those championships. So there were no state champions in those sports in 2020. Uh, but um, in 2021... We have champions again, and uh, it felt good to to get those off. But uh, because of that, I you know the the demands on my time have um, have risen, um, you know, and and it's only going to continue. We're involved in a lot of events in the in the, the work that I do. We're involved in a lot of um, a lot of things. Every day is different in my world, so. Anyway, not to be too cryptic, but uh, getting busier. So that's why no podcast the last couple of weeks. And and frankly, I think we've come to uh, I've come personally to a crossroads with with the podcast and and a couple of things that I'm I'm just gonna kind of dig down into it today. And uh, I'm not going away permanently, but um, we're going on hiatus here at Mountain State Cardboard with the podcast. Uh, the Instagram will stay up, but uh, the podcast, this is this is going to be it for a little while. I'll just be honest. I'm just going to rip that Band-Aid off um, for a couple of reasons. One, everything that I was just saying. Things are starting to pick up. I started the podcast during quarantine, and 
you know, quarantine's over and real life is starting to pick back up. So we're, we're going to move on, but you know, that's the life portion of it. And, and from a sports card standpoint, I, I've, I've hit a bit of a crossroads there too. And I'm going to, you know, I, I don't want to be tiresome with this. So I, I'm just going to share some thoughts, share some feelings and, and put it out there. And if you've listened to the show for a long time, you know that uh, I used to, um, in a former life, host a radio show. And part of the appeal and the fun of the podcast was the fact that um, it let me relive some of those things that I enjoyed about uh, hosting a radio show, sitting down and interacting with a with a make-believe audience that's out there listening to the things that I say. And uh, it was fun and enjoyable. And I looked forward to Monday mornings and recording the podcast, and, and I was excited about it. I have to tell you, as 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 we've gotten deeper into this, those feelings of excitement and fun have started to fade, and the podcast has become more. And I don't say this with any kind of negative connotation, but it, it's become. It started to feel like a chore. It started to feel like an obligation. And I had told myself once I got to the point where I felt like the podcast was an obligation or felt like work, I wasn't going to do it anymore. And it had gotten to that point. And frankly, if you listen to the last couple of episodes prior to the two week uh, break that I took while things got busy on my end due to basketball, um, I was kind of phoning it in and I don't want to do that. Your time is too valuable. My time is too valuable. I appreciate each and every one of you that listen to the show, but if I'm going to phone it in, I don't want to do it. And I felt like I was phoning it in. And part of that is because I just kind of ran out of interesting things to say. And the two weeks off has been good for me because it, it, it gave me an opportunity to examine what am I doing with my time on this and this podcast and what am I bringing to the table? And I kind of step back and I'm still, you know, watching the YouTube channels and consuming the podcasts. And I don't really bring any, in my opinion, I don't bring anything to the table that someone else isn't doing better. And I will say, none of this is for attention. None of this is so that folks will message me and say, oh, please don't you know, stop doing the pod. First of all, I don't think anybody's going to do that. But that's not what this is about. And if you do message me that, I'm going to say, thanks, I appreciate that sentiment, but I'm, I'm done for a while. Um, so this isn't about... Um, this isn't about attention. This isn't about, uh, you know, fishing for compliments or fishing for people to tell me that they love the, sh- the the podcast and don't want it to go away. This is just me very sincerely. And and when I did a radio show in the past and I worked for a corporation, there were days that I didn't feel like doing the show, but I had to go in and do the show because that was my job. Um, I haven't felt like doing the podcast and I'm not going to do it because this isn't my job anymore. This is a hobby. This is fun. And if it's not going to be fun, then I'm not going to do it. So uh, big, big sort of picture. No more podcast. Going to keep the Instagram and the Twitter. um, Interact with folks. Continue to post photos. Um, From a hobby standpoint, I I, I lost my joy in, in the cards for a little bit. And I'm trying to get that back. And that's two, one of the two things that I really wanted to focus on with this, which could be the last episode of the podcast for 
quite a while, uh, if ever. Um, I just want to have a conversation with you guys about where we are in the hobby from my perspective and where it's going. And then at the end, there's something else that I want to share. But I'm going to keep that a secret until we get to the very end of the show. So where are we with this hobby? And, you know, you hear people talk about, oh, the market's going to crash. No, the market's not going to crash. I don't care. If the market crashes or doesn't crash, I don't care. And here's why I don't care, because it's not a market. It's not a stock market. It's not a, it's not a commodities market. It's the damn hobby that I grew up with from the time I was six years old, and, and it's, it's something that's supposed to be fun. And we, we and I say we because I'm a part of it too, and I, and I got caught up in it, and, and I don't want to preach at you guys, but I got caught up in some things, and, and I was part of the problem. We, we, we've changed the hobby. I don't want to say we've ruined it, but we've changed the hobby, and, and, and I'm not sure that I'm thrilled with all of the changes. Um, when you are only allowed to buy one unit of cards at Target because people have been hoarding cards and buying up all the cards and harassing Target employees. When are you going to restock the cards? When when we've gotten to the point where Target has to say one per customer, we've screwed something up, guys. We have screwed something up. You know, the days of being able to go to Target and just find a blaster of tops just to rip for fun on a Sunday afternoon, those are gone. Um, you know, even now with the one per card, I, I know I know of a guy who stood in line and was the sixtieth person in line and was excited that he got a a a box of select. Like, what are we doing? Seriously. What are we doing? We've let this happen, and I'm not thrilled about it. I'm not thrilled about it at all. I just, the hobby isn't fun anymore. And watching Golden Auction Instagram posts and watching people talk about cards worth tens of thousands of dollars in the flip game, and it's just, it's worn me out. I, I, I just want to I just want to collect cards of the guys that I like and and open up packs of cards like I used to do and I just want to go back to what it was like when I was a kid and frankly what it was like a year and a half ago. I want to go back to those times and and I know that we can. I know you can't go backwards. I know you can't live in the past and I know you can't bring back the past, but I just feel like we're doing something wrong in the hobby to a certain degree. And if, if what I'm saying pisses you off or you think I'm an idiot for what I'm saying, that's cool, man. It's a, I've always said it's a big tent and we can all approach this from different ways. But, you know, I, I, I watch the Instagram posts and I see people talk about, you know, graded cards and, 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 and 10 Xing. And I just, and I got caught up in it, caught up in it too. And, and I'm just done with it. And I, I just, I'm going to go back to, what I was doing before quarantine, before the podcast, before all of this, I'm just going to have fun with the cards again. And part of having fun with the cards is not worrying about having to do a podcast every week. Um, I may pop on and do a podcast when something 
um, of note happens or there's something that I really feel like I can add a voice to. But right now, there's just nothing. There are a lot of great people in this hobby that I've connected with through the podcast, and that's great, and I'm going to stay in touch. But, you know, it's just not for me anymore. And and operating in this this world where we've turned the hobby into a business is not for me anymore. I'm still going to sell cards on eBay because that's part of the game is just like selling the stuff you don't want so that you can buy more stuff that you do. But the notion of buying cards to flip them for profit, that's, that's not what I'm doing anymore. And, and, and I'm good with that. I'm in a good place with all of this. Um, like I said, I, I just I've gotten to I've gotten to the point where I feel like we've done something bad to the hobby. You know, we're, we I, th- I when 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 you know factually that dealers are paying people to stand in line to buy one blaster at a time at Target, we've screwed something up, and that's just my opinion, and I, I have to be frank and honest about that. So. That's where I am with it personally. Like I said, I'm just going to go back to collecting my cards, Pittsburgh Pirates, guys born in West Virginia. My favorite, fa- and if they're base, awesome. If they're not base, even better. But I just, I'm just going to go back to loving the cards and not worrying about all the other stuff. And I'll still take pictures of my cards and show them off, and you know have conversations, but I'm not going to do the podcast anymore. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk about guys to invest in and, and guys to guys to keep an eye on for, for scouting purposes for the potential of future profit. I don't know. It's just not fun for me anymore. So that's it. I, I'm, I'm a little bit jaded. I, I, and I'm sure that comes across, but I'm good with where I am. And I hope that you guys are good with where you are. And I make no judgments of anyone, and I just would hope that people feel the same about me. I'm just a guy that loves sports cards and wants to collect them and talk about them and sell them to make some money to buy more, not to invest in, not to try to wring as much profit as possible out of it. I just want to trade, collect, buy, sell, and that's it. Very simple. Very simple. Focus on vintage, focus on the guys I like, focus on the teams I like, and call it a day. So I said I had two things that I wanted to talk about today, and that was the first one. And the second one is something that I've teased a few times on the show, and I feel like in case this is the last episode of Mountain State Cardboard ever, I would be remiss if I didn't leave you without telling you or I would be remiss if I left you without telling you the story about having lunch with Ric Flair. So there, this is the, this is the cherry on top. This is the story of having lunch with Ric Flair several years ago, a good friend of mine. And I've talked about him on the podcast because he's one of the guys that runs at WV fig hunt at WV fig hunter. I think, hold on. I want to make sure I get it right. I mean, I'm, if I'm going out, I'm not going to go out screwing up my friend's Instagram account, because uh, <laughs> that would be uh, that would be so me uh, to do that. 
So let's take a pause while I make sure that I uh, get the Instagram handle right. It's at WV Fig Hunters. So good friend of mine, one of the guys that runs the at WV Fig Hunters account was having a birthday. And he is one of the biggest wrestling fans that I know. He's the biggest wrestling fan I know. I mean, I'm talking has notes on every live show he's ever been to fan of wrestling. He and I have been to shows together, house shows, pay-per-views. Uh, he, he, is, he is the biggest wrestling fan in my life that I know. And he is also a big fan of the nature boy, Ric Flair. So he was having a birthday, and it just so happened that his birthday coincided with the fact that Ric Flair was going to be in our city, and that is serendipity. So in the world that I operate in, I have a lot of friends who are involved in the entertainment industry from the booking and promoting side of things. I have a lot of guys that are involved in booking concerts, promoting concerts, working with agents, that type of stuff. So a mutual friend who also knew that Ric Flair was going to be in town and Ric Flair was in town to sign autographs at an amateur boxing event. And you probably have one where you live here. It's called rough and rowdy in other places. They have the tough man contest, but it's all kind of the same. It's an amateur boxing tournament. And every year for the one that we host, they bring in a celebrity to do an autograph signing as a part of it. And usually it's a boxer or an MMA fighter, someone like that. But this particular year, it just so happened to be Ric Flair, and it just so happened to coincide with the week of my friend's birthday. So a mutual friend reached out to me and said, hey, if I can get a hold of Ric Flair's agent, you think we could put some scratch together to host a little private event for our mutual friend? And I said, I think that's a great idea. I'm in. I'm sure we can round this up, get this done. So. That's what we did. And agents are all the same. You reach out to the agent. They've got the client in town. They know that they can make a few extra bucks by having this other event. No skin off their nose. No skin off the guys off the nose of the guys that are hosting Flair for the big autograph signing because we're not competing with that. Everything's good. We put our money together and we booked a private lunch with the nature boy, Ric Flair. And it was a surprise for our mutual friend. So the day arrives we say we have a meeting at this restaurant set up friend comes. And when he gets there, who is standing in the room? None other than the nature boy himself, Ric Flair, huge surprise, very cool time. We had a private lunch in this private room of a local restaurant. We all got to sit at a table and I was lucky enough to be one of the guys that sat at the table with Ric Flair and got to listen to Flair tell stories. And he told stories about the old days. He told stories about Arn Anderson. He told stories about Ole Anderson. He told stories about he told the story of his plane crash. He told stories about being in our city 30, 40 years ago, uh, eating at a, a little dive barbecue joint and drinking beer and hitting on girls, and it was amazing. And just the week prior to having lunch with us, he was in Cleveland. This was when LeBron James was still with the Cavaliers. He was in the locker room, met some of the players, got to hang out with LeBron and was telling us that story. And I'm going to say a few things. And 
I've said this about every person that I've met in the wrestling world. Alexa Bliss, Kane, every wrestler I've ever met has been humble and kind and appreciative of the fans, and Flair was absolutely no different. He didn't he didn't act like the nature boy. He act like he acted like a guy who appreciated the fact that we all wanted to A, do something nice for our friend for his birthday, and B, pay money to spend time with him. And he was just incredibly kind and gracious. And it was something that I will never forget as long as I live. And he never once acted like he was annoyed to be there. He never once acted acted like he was too good for this kind of thing. And he never once acted impatient to hit the door to get out of there. He stood and took pictures with every single person. He took as many pictures as we wanted. There was one woman there who he wanted to make sure he got a picture with. And that was very nature boy esque, but it was just a great experience. So I, I can say that I got to sit at a table and have lunch with the nature boy, Ric Flair. That was really cool. And my buddy whose birthday it was, who, who runs the at WV fig hunters account, he and I have talked a lot lately and, and not about this, but just about things about wrestling and about cards and about figures. And, and I look at his Instagram and I see the joy, the joy of getting into figures more seriously, getting into wrestling cards, which is a whole subset of the card market, which I find very interesting. Um, but doing it from the perspective of just loving the cards. And that's what I want to get back to. So to bring this full circle, I see my friends and how they're operating in the hobby. And I want to get back to that. And I don't want to do a podcast anymore. So I'm not going to do a podcast anymore. Um, I appreciate each and every one of you that have listened, subscribed, shared it, all of that. I really, really appreciate it. Um, I may be back. I may not be. And I hate to be so vague about it, but this is where I'm at with things, and I really hope that you guys are cool with that, because I'm cool with all of you. And with that, I'm going to say it one final time. Peace, love, and penny sleeves. Connect with Mountain State Cardboard on Instagram at WV Cardboard. Our theme music is performed and produced by John Ingram. Visit our show page on Anchor, anchor.fm slash WV Cardboard. This podcast is a member of the 3BG Podcasting Network, a production of 3BG Media. All rights reserved.